is Anna Valens. Super broy. Super broy. I, I try not to, but it's just uh, how I was raised out there in uh, the, them Texas streets. You know, it's either you know you got it not do it or show a or i can't talk eat a can of man and shut the fuck up that's what i was told yeah we're all having a that's stroke aggressive. here today that is aggressive eat it's, a can of man that yeah. sounds so sexist or like sexual now i'm having yeah. a stroke why yeah. did you give me your stroke <laughs> what's going on oh my god Stro- strokes are contagious oh for goodness oh god i just um i'm at the my day job is giving me a lot of hours right now which means i talk for like eight nine hours a day so if my brain uh, just shuts down mid-sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what it's like to feel like when my computer is overheating. Like, Ooh. suddenly my eyes turn into little beach balls. It's very cute. I'm like, <laughs> can, I talk, can I talk now? Or? Yeah. Oh, hey, okay. what do we yeah. have here? How, oh, would wow. you, how would you like to identify yourself? Uh, as, uh, as Graham. As Rogers. Graham. Yeah, as, as Graham Rogers. As a, as a Graham Rogers. As a oh, Graham. Graham. Yeah. Oh, hi, Graham Rogers. Hi, how are you guys? We're doing well. <laughs> We're doing well. I... Uh, we're we're doing the 12 questions podcast and it's so cool to see you here i didn't know so like what's going on what brings you here yeah uh well alex asked me and Mm -hmm. sent me the questions over and Mm -hmm. you know honestly like these kind of things getting into it diving in deep is something Mm -hmm. that i'm very fond of i think it's good it's things therapeutic to Mm -hmm. uh you know just to just to talk to friends about what's going on and uh just relate and just kind of know that like whatever you're going through you're not alone yeah well because you've been going through some things Mm -hmm. you've been what's your life like right now right now uh, it's probably like i would say that i'm in the trenches more so now than i've ever been as far as like uh finances go it's just you know very very tight very tight right now like oh you're a comedian los angeles that's what you are yeah but like it's it's i mean the better you do as a comic the more poor you are yeah, well, because you can't, your comedy starts to get in the way of the day job, or the day mm-hmm. job starts to get in the way of the comedy, so you have mm-hmm. to kind of pick and choose. I've, I've definitely, I don't work every, I work kind of piecemeal seasonal, so I yeah. totally understand. It's like May rolled around, and I was like, my, there's, I would check my bank account, and mods would just come out. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wells Fargo, just like looking at that app gives me, like, I, I, that's not a fun thing to do. To look up that, to look, look at the to app, like being definitely not, being adult, and you know, yeah, bills going on, and I mean, so it's 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 all the regular things that everyone goes through. But uh, I think I need to just you ever make, close your app before your uh, your account balance shows up. No, you're like, oh, fuck it. You, you just get like, that wheel. And no. you're like, nah, not like, no, not, not today. <laughs> God didn't mean for you to tell me how much but little. You you money. know why I'm not afraid of it because I know it's an abundant world and money uh, comes and yeah. goes like I've had money yeah. I've had good jobs and money and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff and I've you know I understand that where I'm at in my career and in my life right now I'm basically in grad school so mm-hmm. this is my mm-hmm. this is my ramen and loans phase that's yeah I was telling Alex that um, so my federal tax return got swallowed up by uh, the by the treasury department by that whore Sally by, May yeah by no not oh. Sally May this is that new new I don't know what they're oh, it's like called research corp some evil name like that oh. and it was like a little bit of money that i needed you know just like some extra gas money and sure. just and i was gonna also you know we're gonna film this uh pilot i was gonna kind of put some money towards that yeah and i got and i got a letter in the mail and saying that the uh treasury department just swallowed that up you don't you open up the letter and just say go fuck yourself yeah it was just like you're <laughs> you're gonna die in debt 
But I, my siblings are paid <laughs> off though. My, that's pay, they're paid off, and so. But I guess oh, they haven't. The, they don't the, know the gap waiver is what they they revoked a waiver what? on your um yeah it's the thing um they revoked a, a waiver on your student loans that was effective during the Obama administration and the Trump administration rolled it back and Ugh. so now a bunch of people if they don't call and, or fill out a form every six months they roll back the waiver fuck so if it's a, especially if it's like in the amount of like twenty thousand or somewhere in there like a really big amount of money that they've they're saying you owe it's probably the gap waiver yeah because what they said i owed was not even the total sum of my college experience like it was way way more i went to oh, a state really? school in mississippi like yeah yeah like that that <laughs> shit's you like paid for it with a case of mountain dew and uh, some yeah <laughs> just some, some natty light <laughs> some some grizzly with long cut wintergreen yeah. oh cute where are you from originally jackson mississippi why don't you have a fun accent? Ah, uh, because I, I you drowned it out. Well, I I never identified as, as redneck, so like honestly, no one identifies as redneck. Oh yes, they do. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You, a lot but, of people do. Well, that's true. But like, if you if you and I drove to my hometown in Northern California right now, I bet both of us would put on kind of a hill person accent all of a sudden. Mm. What's a hill person? Yeah, accent? what does that sound like? Well, okay, so. So I'm thinking mountains, right? So I'm mm-hmm. thinking mountains, Northern California, a little bit of Oki, and so a little bit of like, hey y'all, what's going on? Just a little, it's just slight. It's just a little mm-hmm. bit like a little twangy twang. Just a little twangy twang because mm-hmm. that's um, like when we were up there. Uh, you know, Stuart's a linguistics person, so mm-hmm. I took him to my hometown, and he mm-hmm. was speaking to this shopkeeper for a moment, and he said there really is a dialect up here. I was like, yeah, that's why I sound the way I do. Is mm-hmm. I, there is there is a dialect in Northern California. It's mostly has to do with like the Dust Bowl Oki um, sort of uh, that whole Great Depression influence. Uh, yeah. See, I when I moved out here, like I did have an accent for sure, uh-huh. but I was like, if I'm if I'm gonna have to articulate myself um, in a manner which people will um, respond to, yeah. then I have to be able to speak. Overcome it. Oh, I I wouldn't say overcome it. I just like sat down and I was like, let me be smarter. So I'm gonna be able to express myself when I need to. Because okay. what I was finding out, like I was finding it hard to like articulate how I felt. And so I just like started just like reading a ton and just like immersing myself in like literature so I could be, someone asked me a question, yeah, I could be able to answer it uh, besides like the words like good or bad. Right, there's no, um, there's no emoji for the, the complex human <laughs> spectrum yeah, of emotion. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. keep trying it, but it's just not. You don't blame everything yeah. on El Diablo. Right? <laughs> oh, that's, that's saying that work right there. Oh. <laughs> like no, it's just misunderstood. The misunderstood complexities of conversation. That's all it is. No, you're possessed. <laughs> no, it's not an accent. So with all that fun stuff happening, how do you experience surrender? Um, uh, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, I think surrender is death. And I think for more of like a day-to-day surrender, it's um, I think it's probably just giving, um, giving yourself to uh, events or power that's greater than yourself things you can't control and just saying you know this is this is out of my hands and uh and just kind of like living and and you know sifting through these moments that's interesting yeah but i think long-term surrender is death how so um because i think as humans we um you know we're we're fighting every day just to like just to just to get through it i mean i'm not saying the whole life as a whole is a is a fight mm-hmm. um but i think that 
the eternal surrender is death. As and I think that because like yeah, I mean, just think about like if you really wanted to give up, it, that's how you would do it. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, or yeah, I think. What about surrender in terms of your sobriety? You giving up drinking? Um, you all, well, you know, I'm not sober anymore. What? You're sober for the longest. I was, I was sober yeah. for yeah, I was sober for like six months after what happened? after. Um, I went through like a really bad breakup and um, and alcohol was making me like severely depressed and stuff. So I just completely cut everything out and got really healthy and had to just like reevaluate mm-hmm. um, just everything, like almost like just like a complete 180 with, um, yeah, my diet and my sobriety and stuff like that. And now I have a better appreciation for it. Like nice. I'm not sober, but like I... I'm not where I was, you know, with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it still does. Like, it still makes me very, like, make, makes me very depressed. So I don't, I try not to, to do that that sure. much. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How do you experience hope? Uh, hope is something that I think when you, when it's like a very, when you experience hope, I think it's something that's so like transitory that mm-hmm. like you have to appreciate those moments. So it's like happiness also. Like when you feel happy, instead of like chasing it, you should just enjoy it while you while you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same with hope. Like hope is just like maybe like a little bit of like a beam of, of like a good a good feeling will come and then you're like, ah, nice. Right. And you, I, I try to just let that kind of like satiate in me. Hmm. And then if then if it goes, I'm like, well, at least I had that moment of yeah. hope, and then you know, then you and then you'll get it back someplace or another. Yeah, move on to the next one. Move on to the next one, mm-hmm. or let it come to you. Yeah, you know. So I find that if you try to chase hope that or happiness, that's like, so that's a yeah. battle you're never gonna win. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this town that'll be like, I have, I'm the same way. I'm like, I gotta do this, and if I just do this, I'll be happy. And it's like, no, you no. just gotta be happy. Happiness is not a, it's not a one sum game. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you uh, make decisions in your life? Um, I make decisions usually. I'm, I'm like very like uh, regimented with with um like the way i go about my day so usually decisions are based up upon like um will this will this fulfill me will this fulfill my spirit in some way because that's how we all make decisions is will this content my spirit in some way so th- that's usually how you know so mm-hmm. like and also like uh yeah I, w- I would say will this make me feel better Will this mm-hmm. will this help me just right. get through the day? Will this you know calm me down or, and that's usually and not saying that they're all the right decisions because they're definitely not. But I try I try to let you know decisions, you know, add and not detract. Right. From, I think I think we'd all like that. I think yeah. we'd all like to add. For sure. For mm-hmm. sure. And you know some you know of course you have like impulsive decisions mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. can detract. But I think is you get older you're just trying to like let those be fewer and far between yeah yeah what um what have you learned about yourself that's been the most surprising thing um over the last uh probably like years probably been a lot of like a lot of self-growth and um definitely learning that like i don't know it's just like self-growth how 
Like in that classical uh, LA sort of like now I do yoga and I'm better or no I'm only better because I own crystals no no although I did buy a crystal the other day from this guy on Coenga and, I, and, I, and so I asked him I was like what does this do and he was like this this will point you in the right direction oh shit. and the next morning I ate pizza for breakfast so oh. what now but the pizza crystals I got pizza yeah crystals. yeah and he I, he wanted to sell it for twenty dollars. I haggled with him, got it for ten. Oh shit! But probably could have got it for two. Probably so. This guy was <laughs> this guy was you know loopy. Yeah. And uh, so I wore it around. I did on my neck, and I felt like a dickhole. So I ripped. <laughs> I, I was angry at, at like one day, and I ripped off my neck and I threw the crystal away. <laughs> Seriously, like I, I love bursting into did tiny you, pizzas. <laughs> did you consider tucking it in? Your shirt. I uh, I don't know. Because I was I was mad at the crystal because I was like, this is such. <laughs> I was like, this is such a dumb. Th- this is not. I okay. First of all, I gave the crystal a represent. I, I gave the crystal a quality. I was like, this crystal represents something. Okay, so I put mm-hmm. a, a quality on this dumb piece of stone. And then when I felt bad again, I was like, fuck this crystal. I don't want it anywhere near me. Ripped it off, threw it away. Okay. Yeah. So it, it threw away quality. It wasn't quality crystal at all, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, it wasn't a quality, not equality. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, was yeah. Like, I, thought, I thought you wrote equality on the crystal. No, I was like, no, no. you know, equality. I should have. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I was in Joshua Tree, though, uh, recently, and there was some. I, I found some cool rocks, and I was like, and they're in my car right now, and I'm like, I'm going to make... <laughs> I'm gonna make necklaces out of these rocks, though, and sell them on Kawanga. And sell them on Kawanga. I'm gonna be that guy. Wait, were you the guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> I sell things and buy them myself. Yes. How many rocks do you have? I have three rocks in my car. <laughs> you have three. You're gonna yeah. build your fortune on three rocks. Well, the good thing is you can kind of chip away at them. A little bit. Uh, okay. <laughs> so they're like a, it's, a, it's a sturdy chunk of rock. So you know, and those crystals aren't that big, so you can just get a piece of leather, like a leather strap. Okay. And but what I do need is a is a drill bit. Jeez, you're gonna look like a, a spiritual gimp. <laughs> yeah. There are uh, jewelry making classes that you could take at community colleges. Can't afford it. I'm just gonna, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I'm just gonna go freelance with this, and if it works, maybe make a nice little Home Depot. Guys, uh, mm-hmm. tweet it at Graham if you would like a freelance crystal. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. Only the best. And well, they're from Joshua Tree, so you know they're mystical. And they're, and they're mystical. Yeah, hot, high quality. Very obviously. high quality. Yeah, yeah. Not, not whatever he bought off of Coenga. Yeah, not a Coenga no. crystal. Those were, those were janky. <laughs> I did not like those. It's funny. Yeah. What is your, um, what's your level of honesty in your life like? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, probably like, a, probably like an 8. Mm-hmm. I try to be very honest with people. I, I think that uh, honesty can lead to better conversations and honestly and honestly it's just mm. I had something that I definitely like um, pride myself on to some extent is just like getting in in the words of Larry David elevating small talk to medium talk and I like I like I like being open about my feet I'm a super sensitive guy I like being open about mm-hmm. my feelings and it just it, it helps yeah. you know to not yeah, when someone asks you like what's going on instead of saying oh, nothing, you know, what's going on? Yeah. Fucking sad today. That's yeah. what's going on. Right. You know? Right. And then you corner them. And then you corner them and you sell them your crystals. crystals. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you two goofs. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's um, funny. Yeah, so I would that would say that, like uh, that honesty leads to a better con- conversation. If you just yeah. try to tell people like in the program, that's a lot of it, where you were just straight up and honest, 
with mm-hmm. your feelings mm-hmm. and then you go from there and then you have better conversations that mm-hmm. they truly elevate your quality of life and I guess you know not just how new agey but your frequency of thought yeah you know you hear mm-hmm. different things you hear better things you don't necessarily tune into the negativity as yeah. much that's so hard that's I a- literally ended a phone call last night where mm-hmm. I was like you know what I'm in a really good mood and it just seems like you're kind of in a negative pattern so I'm gonna go nice. <laughs> I was just nice. like I love you I don't not love you but I also mm. don't want you to met in my ears right now because yeah. I'm yeah. feeling just fine yeah <laughs> and also you, you, you're gonna have to go to bed on that you yeah you wanna go yeah. to bed on you yeah. know a little, a little crank soup oh yeah yeah I totally get that yeah. what how do you deal with fear and anxiety in your life Aside from buying crystals and um, throwing them away, so like <laughs> ripping a, them off your chest, yeah, like ripping off my chest. Man. I've broken a few different. I broke a vision board once. It's a whole different story. You broke a vision. No, yeah, it's not a whole different yeah, story. It's a story you that you're gonna tell right now. Broke a vision board. <laughs> yeah, I was dating my last girlfriend. Like, was she, it her vision board or your vision my, board? It was my vision board, and I had. A, How did you make a vision board? I had it was, a, it was a dry. Open. It was a big dry erase board, Wait, okay. and I had like inspirational quotes from myself on it and then I had a check written out to me for $50,000 from comedy okay Okay. so I did all that shit the president of comedy the president of comedy yeah CEO Uh of comedy Uh and I had like little you know quotes and like maybe little um you know little things maybe goals on it a calendar of some sort you know yeah and I and one night we were we were out and like I was like super crazy then like just in terms like I something I've also like learned about is just like how to treat people nicer especially the ones you love but uh, I just completely melted down because she was like loving me Mm -hmm. and I took it out of my vision board she was just and I just like buck naked Mm -hmm. started stomping on my vision board and like (laughs) my and and naked yeah and I remember she she, and she and I remember amazing I remember she was like, it was just, it was just the angriest red balls. <laughs> <laughs> I know, oh, so crazy. Raging red balls, Rogers. So crazy. Maybe that's an ongoing theme is breaking shit. When I, I mean, like, I'm so close to breaking my phone every day. Maybe I have anger issues. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> but like, yeah. Sometimes it gets, it gets, you know. I don't know, but yeah. I broke what do you got going on in your life that make you angry? What's going on with you? I, I'm not. I'm not an angry person, but I have like I definitely yeah, you suffer. Just break, you just broke a vision board. I get Before frustrated naked, like especially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when you're fighting an inanimate object naked, there's that's, either that's anger something. or something else. It's a low point. It's a low. Yeah, that was. I suffer definitely from. Uh, I have like horrible anxiety, like mm-hmm. something that's developed over the last year, mm. and um, so like. That's something that when I like when I, it's like when I wake up, it's just like it's the worst. Like mm-hmm. usually, kind of kind of goes away like around noon. But the first part of the morning is like atrocious. Like every day, I don't know what to do about it. So may, I think I, I get super angry. I guess like because I don't know where to go to. You know, I'll take whatever. You know, but I think being in the car is horrible for anxiety. I hate being in the car. Um, and yeah, but with with my anger, I think I just get frustrated at like how how I feel sometimes, mm. and then I'll turn that frustration into anger, and then from that anger, I'll I'll you know destroy a charm necklace or a vision board. Or <laughs> did you make another vision board, or you just no rest no? In peace? I will never make another vision board. Mm-hmm. I was I'm I will not do that again. 
I don't like vision boards anymore. Okay. Or, or necklaces with gemstones on it. So you just try you just trying different things to see if they make you feel good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I found you know there's there's things like I've definitely learned that uh, being around people, talking to people, makes me feel a lot better. And exercise makes me feel really good. And like eating healthy, there are certain things I can control. Alex and I were talking about this yeah. on the way over here. There's certain things I that we can control that I can control. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them is like making sure that I'm physically healthy. And I think that like that will kind of um, transgress into like your mental state being a little bit more Absolutely. positive. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're getting those endorphins going. And because, you know, drinking and stuff like that is not definitely the answer to, to make yeah. you happy. That That is such a short fix that will end in, you know, nefarious destruction. I recently... Um I, I had a conversation with my, my sponsor. Um, she had a hip replacement a couple years ago, and I have a bad hip, I just mm. found out. Oh, and okay. um, I used to run every day and lift weights and mm-hmm. train in karate and do all these things. It was basically, my spiritual condition was held together mostly uh, by obsessive exercise. Same, same. Yeah, yeah. and codependent validation. Mm. And so, what does that mean? So, okay, so uh, codependency is a um, codependency is a collection of traits used to um, fix, manage, and control the way other people feel so you can feel okay. Okay, I don't about, like being a talk- puppet master. So, Wait, so are you trying to dictate their feelings? or A little bit. It's, it's on, a, on a base yeah. level, it's when you can't feel okay unless you know somebody else is okay. Like who? Like would it be like just a friend or like a friend, a family member, a partner? Can you give me like an example of of what a codependent person might say or do that would like Brock? I I, like say you're like date like say you're in a relationship with someone. Like how would a codependent person maybe act towards their partner? Like maybe like a specific thing. So enabling. So somebody who's identified that they have a drinking problem yet their partner still buys them a six pack. That's codependent behavior. Totally. Like if if somebody said to me, "I'm an alcoholic," uh-huh. and I need help, and then they were like, "Hey, baby, can you pick up a six pack?" and I did, that would be codependent behavior. Oh, see, I always thought codependency meant that you weren't okay just being your by yourself. That too. <laughs> it's that's complicated. I'm trying. That's hard. I've read multiple books on it. It's it's mm-hmm. it's complicated, but it a lot of times it comes from coming from like a dysfunctional family system where you're put in the wrong role at an early age. So if you're like and comedians also share that. Like that I I took a don't tell anybody, but I took a comedy class when I first started doing what? Comedy. I did. Oh. It was taught dun, dun, dun. at Santa Monica City College Adult School, Jonathan Sullivan. What's Adult up? School. What's up? And he um he he had a talk about how um uh comedians oftentimes uh, are in the wrong role in their family structure. So they're either a caretaker of their parents or they're mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to that effect. And so it creates an attachment problem. Um, Interesting. So, like, another example is, uh, for me personally, I experience, um, I experience, uh, what he calls it, Um, uh, I experience um, abandonment in a strong way and rejection in a really strong way. I feel that. like, more condemnation of my character rather than just not having an expectation met. I definitely feel, I definitely feel that abandonment right now. I feel very abandoned by... 
like a lot of different people and just like sometimes I feel like the world's abandoned me you know I which you talk about it on stage about your father yeah yeah I mean like yeah the world is just like so such a big big place and sometimes I just don't know like sometimes I feel like I just don't have anyone to turn to I live by myself I live like yeah I don't have any family close Mm -hmm. by and sometimes it's just you you look around and you're like I don't know who the fuck any of these people are around me right. and like I just spend like so much of my day by myself and I go out at night and do comedy but then like you go home to yourself yeah you know and just like you're just flying under the wings of just like insularity most of the time and that yeah. shit is like painful you know it's it's so isolation so is a part of it yeah isolation mm-hmm. yeah and then sometimes when you what happens is with me is like I'll get into like a depressed state and but I know that talking to people or like being around friends like going to the comic store or whatever hanging out will make me feel mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. but the energy it requires for me to go out and get ready and to hit get in my car is like is greater than the I just like I just can't even like I'll go out sometimes you know so yeah it's like it falls on me but also like yeah, I, I don't know, but that's that's a hard, that's a hard thing I've been dealing with is just like how much time I am I how, how much time I'm alone. You know, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of a lot of time. It's one of the big pitfalls of Los Angeles is that a majority of people feel very lonely in this town. Yet there are six million people in this in Los Angeles. There's more than six million people. Six, oh, well, six We're a city of paper. thirteen and a half. Is it thirteen and a half? I got people. my numbers. All this damn, that's double. Wow, that. that's yeah, thirteen and a half. Five hundred and three square miles across the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a giant, vast sea of humans, and I'm pretty sure fourteen million cars. Yeah. To give you an idea, California Ooh. has thirty-eight million people total. Canada, oh all of Canada, God. has thirty-six. What <laughs> stats right there will drive you crazy? That's so early. But yet we somehow feel so alone in this city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think it has to do with like the type of connections we make with people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you can feel, I can feel lonely and also be so enmeshed in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And so like concerned with other people, but still feel terribly lonely. And that's because I'm not being authentic in that enmeshment. So it really has to do with like my level of connectedness and my level of spiritual connectedness to myself and others ultimately is it's directly correlated to my level of honesty with myself and others yeah i i i mean i get that i get like when i'm with like people i, I do there's a certain amount of honesty you know and we'll have a good conversation but mm-hmm. still like going back by yourself like it's mm-hmm. a long drive back home every night yeah, yeah. you know and and uh Wait yeah. till you get on the road, baby. I know. Well, at least, the, but like, you know, right now as a struggling comic, like, you know, at least that's like, you're doing something with a purpose. Yeah. So like, you're getting fulfilled in that, in that way. Like, I can sleep well if I have a show or like, did mm-hmm. something that was like, creatively, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was contingent mm-hmm. on me doing something creative. That That is a huge, you know, soul saver also, is, mm-hmm. is creating things and, and so, but right now, as a as a struggling stand-up, there's a lot of time. So mm-hmm. it's like that time can just be completely 
like crushing. Mm-hmm. And so then you're just like, okay, I have this free time. I'm going out every night and doing this and doing that or whatever. And like a lot of times it feels like it's a very thankless job. Mm-hmm. But that's, a, you know, like that's part of it. Like I understand mm-hmm. that. Um, but, you know, like it feels good to just like wake up and like get, you know, be appreciated for something that you put out into the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. I, I used to, um, I used to get a lot of work done for my career at my desk, like fucking off at work, mm-hmm. like when I should have been working. And now I work a job where I drive constantly. I'm driving and talking. There's no way oh. I can even look at my phone. And so um, the interesting part of that is that I don't work all the time, but when I'm off work, I'm not putting in the same amount of effort I was when I do work. So for example, I've been more productive in the last four days in both accounts, both my day job and my career, my comedy career, mm-hmm. but then I was a couple weeks ago. What do you do? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you- uh, I'm a tour guide. Oh, really? Yes. It's a dope wow, job. Wow, that's... I so, make cash tips, and today no I way. just got honest with people. Like, I had this tour group from Canada. Yeah, they getting were getting like, honest with strangers. They were so sweet. No, people tell me... People tell me everything. I know about... I know about cousins with eating disorders. Wow. I know about... People tell me everything. Cause it's amazing how much people open wow. up to their yeah. driver. Just mm-hmm. somebody who's, like, doing a thing. People want to so talk. They just really want to talk. I'm always with the Lyft driver. I'm like, listen, you don't have to talk to me. I don't have to talk to you. Just don't put anything there weird. should be a, a button honestly on lyft and Uber yeah. drivers like talk or don't Combo talk or don't oh Combo. hey you that's know? smart because sometimes you do want some Uber. Uber. yeah get on that lift sponsor us i'm just usually like my <laughs> that's funny <laughs> my um but uh yeah they were basically what was i gonna say oh they were like so what's your job like and i just basically told them because they were from canada and they were asking us kind of like about economic stuff and other stuff that happens in the city and i said honestly You know, we might have the lowest unemployment ever, but we do have uh, wage stagnation. And how I know that is I'm not getting good tips. And I'm better Uh, at my job than I was last year. I'm uh, way better at my job than I was last year. And so I'm, I'm not getting bad tips. I'm just getting, like, just enough to keep me from, like, not driving the van off a cliff yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. a long day. So, so he was he was really sweet. At the end of the day, he was like, "I really enjoyed you," and then he gave me the best tip I've had all season, which was so good. Yeah. I was like, "Thank you, yeah. thank you." But I'm just gonna yeah. start, you know. I know. I'm just. I think I'm just gonna tell. I think I'm just gonna come right out and tell folks now when they're like, "So, what's your job situation?" Usually, like, I'll be like, "I, you know, I make my hourly, but my tips, you know, my or tips what? really help me." And yeah. they, you know, that's been the thing too on my end driving. Like, like ride share, mm-hmm. both apps, Lyft and Uber, both people are not tipping. No, and I, Postmates wait. also. I would say one out of every four people tip me when I drive Postmates. Yeah. Here's the deal: if you're listening to this, especially if you're from another country, because I do understand that in the UK and in Australia they make a living wage. There, there's a living wage. Nobody actually tips. That's mm-hmm. like a deal. So here's here's what I like to tell you. 18% if you're happy, 20 if you loved it. Whatever it is. If you're getting that good. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking. 100 if you're rich and you live in the fucking hills and make me drive up those curvy, windy roads to pick you up, bitch. That's all I do is drive through the curvy, windies. Tip and 100%. Ah, that's all I do. And I do it in a minivan. I do it in a Toyota Sienna oh van. Oh my God. I've become a very good driver. That would, a, <laughs> that would be a way to go out. I was thinking about that. Like. <laughs> 
if if you're gonna go out and make a stand, like how great would that be to drive tourists was- off a cliff in Hollywood? Like that'd be amazing. Like that uh, is like that's a that that, that's a point. When I was working in drug and alcohol treatment, like real real talk, that my girls one day were like they just wanted to punk me, so they started talking about their sex toys. These are 15 year old children, yes. right? So I was like, guys, come on, this is inappropriate talk. Can you stop? And they're like. But Anna, we're not talking about boys. I was like, yeah, but you, you know, I, I don't want to shame you. Yeah, like I don't want to shame you. And your sexual health is important. I'm glad you've found some means to exercise your impulses that are not dangerous. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. However, as a you know, in a clinical standpoint, we have to we have to keep the language maybe off so much sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. And by this time they're just having fun of so course. now they're leaning in they're going harder and then finally i just said ladies i will drive this van off the cliff in malibu <laughs> and when they asked me how did you how did they all die i will say because they wouldn't stop talking about dildos do you understand <laughs> uh, like i will take this yes. van off the cliff and they just started laughing they were like you're so funny <laughs> so anyway jessica this black dildo i have exactly it was so, <laughs> in my butt. so funny i was like that was one of those every once in a while they would like get me and that was one of those days where they like they got me i was like that's oh, hilarious that was yeah. great kids like, that they laughed it off <laughs> well because i was the scariest rehab tech in the history of rehab techs ain't no one and no one got loaded no one fucked on my shift. I was a, I was a like monster. Like no one yeah, got it. Militant. On. Militant. Yeah. I'll check your shoes, man. I'll take, I'll take your, I'll take your, I'll take your pockets apart. Like, can I you know. have sex in rehab? Go with another uh, person. You shouldn't. Uh, it all <laughs> when you're a teenager, it's highly regulated. You can't do. You can't even sit on the same bench with a member of the opposite you can't sex. Can't even touch yourself. You could touch yourself. That's fine. That's okay. But we did have an incident where um, this kid who, he was a sponsored kid, uh, so he was, we were paying for his treatment. Mm-hmm. He uh, had done a little bit of time in YA. And in YA Youth Authority, uh, you learn how to make a thing called the Fifi, which is like a, it's like a flashlight out of toilet what? paper and a rubber glove. So Damn. we were cleaning the bathrooms. We we're just doing our bathroom inspections, making sure there was no drugs or mm-hmm. paraphernalia or anything. And there was a pile, not just like one Fifi, there was like, Five, just like oh. dead in the corner, oh, and so because uh, that, that's a once like once a, use a object, fee- I'm sure. What's a pile of Phoebe's called? Fifi's. Fifi's. Uh, it's it's a, I don't know. Like a Fifa mid. A Fifa mid is very. Fifa mid. So that's gross as shit. Fifa mid. So my coworker um, also had done time in YA when he was using. So he pulled these gentlemen aside and had a little powwow and he was like basically the same thing like take care of yourself that's fine because yeah. we'd have to do nighttime checks and i literally know every way a, a young man can try to hold like try to hide jerking off at 15 minute intervals because our nighttime checks were every 15 oh, minutes yeah, yeah. so like Post i've seen tent, you know yeah side yeah it was it was kind of it was one of those things where out the window yeah, yeah, this leg tent. You just make a leg tent with your, a with leg, your tent, leg tent. Classic, yeah, classic. the classic leg that. tent. Uh, Lots yeah, of yeah. leg tents. Um, the John Hughes of jacket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I, I digress. What is uh, the thing you would like to change most about yourself? Um, I would honestly love to to um, to somehow s- subside my anxiety 
and I would love to figure out how to. I Me just want. I would just love to like, um, to not like have like a crippling anxiety, and I would love to like really. I mean, just continue to really grow. And when I say that, oh sorry, mm-hmm. when I say that, um, like I, I see like the steps that need to happen, but like right now, I, I still feel like you know there are some things in this in this chain that like some that are missing. But I would like to I would like to not be depressed, you know, or just like I, or it was again like I know that will probably be part of like my life, but just to keep it at, at bay, yeah, or like so it's not so prevalent it's not so prevalent yeah it, yeah so that's something that I would like to that I would like to change and get back you know because I, I i haven't always been like this it's like literally like a shift that happened like a year ago mm-hmm. my, my brain chemistry is all out of whack right now and i never used to be anxious and never used to be depressed and like it was like bam and then like it started happening and then so like i don't know i would just i would just like i, I need to find that inner peace you mm-hmm. know so like and I think a lot of that will come from, you know, continuing to do art. And and I feel like a lot of time, like a caged bird, where I have a lot of things to say and a lot of things I want to do, but, like, the means to do them, sometimes I struggle with, you know? Like, yeah. So I, I think that, like, I just want to, like, break free from my own ball and chain. Because sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm my own... Uh, like, I'm putting myself in this kind of, like, soul prison, mm-hmm. you know? And I just want to break free and, like, go out and just, like, rip my shirt off and be like, I'm here, motherfuckers. And have just ri- you, have mm. you ever read... Um, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, Keep no, talking was, about ripping that shirt off, Graham. No, I was dumb, I thought. I was. Have you ever read um, Russell Brand's book on recovery? No, but I actually uh, someone mentioned it the other day. That's great. Yeah. I just started listening to the audiobook. It's pretty great. Nice. I mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to because uh, he, he talks about even if it's not a substance abuse issue that's causing you you know spiritual pain, mm. you still can benefit from the principles of the steps. Like he basically well, that's what I was wondering about identifies it. It's like a um, just you're fucked is what he says. So it's like. The first step is you're fucked. And the second step is, do you have evidence that you could become unfucked? Uh, do you? I, yeah. So it's it's like that. Can you do the 12 steps and not be sober? Absolutely. Yeah. And other programs. That's there what I would like to do. There are over 300 12 step programs. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what like, yeah, like that's what I would really, I think benefit a lot from is mm-hmm. like continuing to like understand why i I feel yeah. this way and um but if you identify yourself as an alcoholic person that's also i don't though oh because he does talk about it's fantastic uh he does talk about in the book like how it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry when you're addicted to a substance it's pretty cut and dry so you're like it's it's almost easier because then you abstain from the thing but like when mm. it comes to food relationships sex sure that sure. creeping feeling of existential dread that is a little more complicated but there are programs for that stuff too yeah what i would like to like what i really like want to learn is so okay i have these like say i get hit with like a big wave of anxiety okay just being able to process that better than how i am and just like because i'll melt down and 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 usually therapy 
Um, I'm I'm like in between, but it's hard because mm. I don't have like I don't have any money right now for therapy. Mm-hmm. I'll send you a link. And I know so, a sliding scale clinic with I, a anxiety. They have anxiety like specialists there. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, I was in, I was in therapy for a while, and honestly, I don't. It, it may help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to this one who was like a, he was great, but he was like 300 bucks a session. He was like a yeah. renowned psychiatrist, psychotherapist, um, and he was like a Freudian guy, and he would he would get deep in with me, but you know, I can't, like, I was thinking about this, like, if someone gave me, like, a million dollars, what do I do? I would, I would get, I would go to the dankest therapist. You know? <laughs> I, I would do that and, like, get, like, a bunch of, like, supplements and vitamins. Yeah, and that's so yeah, funny. yeah, but that's what I would, but yeah, just, just being able to, like, process your emotions better because, mm-hmm. like, when I get overly anxious, like, I, I never go, like, grab, like, a bottle of, like, vodka. It's never, like, my go-to, but I'll, I'll just, like, I'll just, like, die on the inside and then I'll like have to let it pass and then I'm, I can go throughout my day but you know just like saying this is happening and this is this is the process that I need to do to not feel so bad you know? yeah I totally get it yeah I totally get it what do you how do you I mean what do you do when I mean say are, are, I'm, I'm in it right now man like I've had um I mean, I have a diagnosed anxiety disorder. So, what, I, what is it called? Uh, generalized anxiety disorder. Generalized. Everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, are there levels to anxiety? Um, you'd have diseases? to. You'd have to talk to a, a clinician. Um, I have a friend who's a therapist. She's so funny, and anxiety is funny because do you get this when you hear descriptions of other mental disorders? You're like, oh shit, do I have that? So every um, once in a while, I'll, I'll call her a little bit. I'll every once in a while, I'll call her and be like, hey, you would tell me if I was borderline, right? And she's like, you're not border. She'll say, yeah, listen, like borderline schizophrenic. Yeah, uh, no, border, bi- bi- bipolar, like borderline uh, personality. And she'll uh, say, she'll say something like, she'll say something like, well. I I can't confirm nor deny, but like you for sure have GAD, which is generalized anxiety Uh disorder. uh So, um, uh, but yeah, so I just started going back to therapy and, um, cause like I said, I discovered that my, um, my, my spiritual center was just obsessive, obsessive working out and, uh, yeah, that's me. uh, Friendships. (laughs) Yeah. No, for me, it's, it's obsessive working out and Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, cause yeah, I'll go like twice a day just because like it does like, as I said, yeah. it's an immediate release of endorphins. It's healthy, but it's like, how, how much, how, how long can I do that? You know, like I can tell you exactly how long you can do that. You can do that until the cartilage in your, your sacral iliac joint is fucking <laughs> that gone. sacred iliad. You yeah. Know? It's like, it's I'll a, read that. yeah. When you're like in, in, and it's like an unoperable thing. Like the doctors were just mm. like, whatever you're doing stops now or you can't walk in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. So now it's like a completely, and I can, you know, do some weight training exercises with the specific to build up the muscles uh-huh. and the foundation of my lower back but it's um it's a thing it's yeah. definitely a thing i definitely ran my course with that for sure yeah yeah i mean it's interesting because like um <clears throat> like when i went through this like breakup about a year ago like i feel like there's like one or two ways you can go about it like you can be like the guy who like drinks all the beer and like eats pizza and pop tarts for breakfast mm. and stuff but like the way my brain like shifted was like okay like all right this is a trauma of some sort mm-hmm. and instead of like if I don't feel good on the inside at least I can control how I feel and how yeah. I look on the outside so it was a response to stress that now it's like 
Yeah. I continue doing it and I, I like it a lot. It, it mm-hmm. makes me feel a lot better and it's part of my routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it is a little, I've gotten a little bit obsessive with it. And so like, you know, if I do have that downtime, like it's hard for me to just sit still. Like, mm-hmm. so I'll just like, oh, I, I can just do like, you know, 30 minutes on the stair climber or, you know, pump those abdomens up. Something well, like that. Mm-hmm. and that was the thing that I can't even do. I can't even do like sit ups or crunches. Really? I can't do that motion what? either. Mm-mm, I can't do a stairmaster. I can't, can't do, do an. Stair- I can't do an elliptical machine. Can that do thing a hike? fucks me up. Hikes, I have to be very careful. Wow. It has to be like a real uh, low incline. So I could do like a beach walk. I could yeah. walk on the sand. Good. I could do that. Good. But I can't, um, you know, which is great now that I don't live anywhere near a beach. I used to live in Long Beach. But exactly. But what what was so interesting is I did tell my sponsor the other day we were talking. I said, you know, here's the deal: is I'm I'm coming to understand that I'm powerless over my body. And exerting control over it has made my life unmanageable. <sighs> and I said, and I'm angry about it. It's so hard to not try to take control. And I said, I how be, do you yeah. how do you deal with that? How do you how do you deal with that that perception? Because now I look in the mirror and I haven't changed much physically. Nobody's walked up to me and been like, damn, man, are you gained a ton of I have gained mm-hmm. weight, but like, oh, you look like shit. Nobody's mentioned a single thing, mm-hmm. although comics are cheese mosa and would say it behind my back all day. Huh. But like the the it's it, the way I perceive myself is off. It's like a fun house. Of course, right. And we're our own worst critics, and we know ourselves better than anyone else, especially our bodies. Yes. So and we that's think t- everybody. Yeah. Knows we think everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we you think. can see every single one of my surgery scars, even mm-hmm. though I'd have to take off my clothes to and show. Probably you. like here, look here, and like yeah. what. what? Yeah, and she she basically was like, I, I said, how do you deal with it? Because she seems to deal with it really, really well. She had a hip replacement, double so hip replacement. So your sponsor can't do anything? She be- can kayak. She can cycle. She can do all the opposite activities I can do, which is funny. I can, like, only walk and swim, basically. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And um, so she... That's good. Swimming's good. Swimming's good. It's tearing but my hair apart. But that had to be a really tough transition because that's such a therapeutic... That offers so many therapeutic benefits when you do... You know, when you're stressed yeah. out or you have anxiety or depression and you do like you're, you're able to go and run for an hour. Like, yeah. so like if if that happened to me, like I would I would be bad. Right. You know, like, I, I would feel like really, really overwhelmed because that's right. like a, that's a, been a big part of like yeah. how I deal with a lot of stress and stuff. I lock myself indoors and watch all of Netflix. I did watch all of Battlestar Galactica <laughs> in like a week, which wow. you should not do no. for your brain. It's a really great show, Ooh. but it's anyway. But a week, a week could probably uh, a turn A whole that. week of humanity's near annihilation oh. is pretty tough. But um, she uh, basically, I, I asked her, I said, how do you deal with this? And she said, um, she said, uh, well, I'll let you know when I get there. Ooh, there wasn't even like a, it's just going to be, this is just the new normal. It's the continual like daily surrender of like, this is just the way it is. That's a good way of surrender. It's like, it's just, it is what it like. Yeah. It's cliche the sound. It is what it is. And you probably get used to it not being part of your day to day. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, you're kind of powerless to it. Yeah. Picking your battles. Exactly. Yeah. So what, um, what's been your... How do you experience forgiveness in your life? Um, like forgiving someone or yourself, others. Um, usually forgiveness for others. I don't really have a lot of a lot of um, beef with many people, but usually it will um, forgiveness. Would you? It, I, I usually like. I kind of just sleep on it. 
and um, I realized that it's that's it's not worth holding a resentment or a grudge over someone. I mean, no one's really wronged me like that much though. So mm-hmm. like, which I'm very like fortunate for. Uh, I'm very glad about that. But like, yeah, I, and like forgiving myself. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's something that you know is an ongoing thing also. Um, but it's usually like when I get done meditating, I'll kind of like I'll kind of center myself a little bit, and I'll I'll just you know, if there is something. Yeah, I don't know. And I, the word forgive is kind of a strange word also because it's like it's how you perceive what you're doing wrong and like yeah, it's yeah. more than just like I'm going to get I'm going to let it go. It's yeah. different than that. It's yeah. processing it. For me like this this is when I this is like when I do go out and drink like I do experience guilt in the morning cuz it's mm. not it gives me anxiety and then so then I'll meditate and then I'll forgive myself for the night prior. And that's where I would say I give myself the most forgiveness is like I fucked up last night or like I may have had too much to drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. And because I feel bad the next day, then I'll like be like, okay, well, you're, you know, you're only human. You're, you know, you made a mistake and you're okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, that's yeah, but as far as like, I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. I don't know. What's the hardest time where you've had to forgive someone that you didn't want to forgive them? Uh, it would probably be my dad when he gets out of jail. Like, I mean, I already, I already, I already like we're like good friends now, but like, you know, there's certain like secondary um, kind of. Uh, things that may will have like a, a will rise from this and so I think that will probably be a big thing is like you know giving him totally forgiving him for some of the things that he put us through yeah you know just him going away and stuff like that but he's a you know he's a changed man he, he did the he did 12 steps and he's like very is he like an addict guy no he's not but in, in, to, in, in order to get less time in the clink you can d- do a drug and alcohol rehabilitation program mm-hmm. oh. and he did that and you get like almost a year off what? but he but he's, he's he is uh you know from a big irish catholic family his yeah. his a big alcoholic family so you know he experienced and he learned a lot of stuff about himself that he didn't even even realize and so i know that he's grown a lot but um He's like 50, 55 now. He's fifty five, and he has the best attitude and outlook on life. Wow! I mean, like, dude, like he's super smart, and you know, when he gets out, he's gonna do he's gonna do really great things. Um, so yeah, yeah, that forgiveness question is like I don't really know who I would forgive right now. I don't, I, I don't really think about that very often. Interesting. I don't feel like a lot of people have really wronged me, and and I yeah, the worst. I don't know. I don't really. The word forgiveness doesn't really do anything for me. How do you maintain your day-to-day life? Um, like, what's your routine? A lot of working out, I hear. Yeah, routine is wake up, 20-minute transcendental meditation. Oh, so do TM? Do TM, yeah. Oh, okay. it cost me $400, still paying it off. Bam. Bam. Uh, TM, and then I'll... I wake up every morning like 
five thirty because of anxiety. You're serious? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't even help it. It's crazy. Really? Anxiety yeah, wakes yeah. You up at five thirty. Absolutely, and it's like see, mine wears me out, and I just want to sleep all the time. Oh, so yeah, that's opposite. Yeah, we're yeah, exactly the opposite. Thing. Like yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. Like I have so much energy. It's anxious energy, but like yeah. it wakes me up at five thirty. So. And then I'm bam, my day is, is going. So after I meditate, I'll go like get an hour in at the gym. Then I'll go to work for a little bit till like noon, noon thirty, and then that afternoon time is like yeah, that's always like pretty hard because then you're like it's hot, you don't want to get in the car, so you just kind of hang out at your apartment and you just I kind of feel like a sludge like kind of smoggy feeling when I'm in that afternoon state. You know, I'll write in the afternoon, or but usually it's just kind of solo time. Mm-hmm. And I'll just like make some lunch and maybe go on a walk or something, and and then at at night I'll go out and do comedy. That's nice. usually yeah. But the afternoon time is what's really killing me right now, because it's just like a lot of alone time where I don't do much. And it sounds like you know sounds like a first world problem just to hang out, have hangout time by yourself. But <laughs> it's I, I, I would rather downtime. yeah, I would rather not. I'd rather be working. I'd rather be you know have What's the this me time you speak of. <laughs> just a lot of jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, put me, it out the window. <laughs> me time is is like yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, I'll meditate after. Um, so twice a day, I'll meditate after um, after work. Always on an empty stomach, and I'll fix some food, usually some like vegetables, something like that, maybe a protein shake, and uh, try to write for a little bit. Sometimes I'll like, you know, go out on a hike and kind of write that way. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then I'll go out at, at night and, and, and do comedy. Nice. Which is, and that's like my favorite, favorite time is like, okay, you know the afternoons pass and like mm-hmm. the sun's setting and then I get that second wave of energy. I'm like, okay, at least I can see some friends or, you know, do some jokes, sling some jokes out that I've been working on. But, um, yeah. And I, I, I really, really want to break through this r- routine that I have. Cause it's yeah. really, it's just not very rewarding right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, there has to be like, I feel like there's something missing in my life or in my routine that like, I think it's just like how little I work, honestly, because like I work this little part-time job, and so like it's I have a lot of free time, and like I need to be making more money, obviously. So I'm always like we're always like broke and stuff. So it just kind of limits. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes like I I can't even like afford to like, go out of my apartments. I feel that mm-hmm. you know it's like I just gotta stay in. So I don't know. Like I, I feel a change is coming. I think it's I think it it will. I think things will get better yeah. for sure. But definitely like. Right now, in my life, like the worst I think I've ever felt. Oh no! But that's okay. No, it's okay because you know, like you, it's you come out of it. Yeah. And you, you'll go back and you'll like you'll appreciate this time and you'll be really proud of yourself yeah. when you do get through it. And uh, but yeah, it's just been a weird. It's just been like a really like strange existence over this last yeah this last year. Like putting pieces together and trying to f- figure out what it is that makes you happy and what it is. And obviously, like comedy makes me happy. That's yeah. so, that's a good, that's like a good force in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. But you know, just like trying to get those other, other like things kind of, you know, ironed out those other things that are maybe negatively impacting me or, or like my day to day. And that you don't even know about that. Don't even know about. Yeah. And I, I know there's more out there than, than this routine, the schedule. So just kind of mm-hmm. trying to find that and really um, 
yeah, and just making it so that I enjoy myself more. Yeah. In a positive way. Enjoy myself and expressing myself in a positive and creative way that will affect people and, you know, and can leave. Yeah, I just go to bed feeling good about myself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're rid of the anxiety attack. Yeah. There's not really much attacks. It's just more of like a lingering yeah. sense. But let me ask you guys this question. I know we'll have to wrap it up soon, but you you have journalized anxiety. Mm-hmm. Do you have anxiety, Alex? I don't know if I have anxiety per se. I don't think that's a thing in the Asian community. We're Silly. Just, we're just literally all raised. Asians get go- everything. <laughs> we walk right we into all get all burning it. buildings and we we give zero zero fucks. If it's anything, but that's I, courage. That's not anxiety. I get waves of yeah, a lack of anxiety. I think results in courage. Yeah, I, think, I can disassociate my way into a lot of situations. Oh yeah, and then end I up. have a like an escapism level mm-hmm. of you know a disassociation that can really lead to me missing out and not showing up to a lot of things. That's I love to escape things. Yeah, that's a good uh, yeah. So escapism is my weakness. And okay, I, I get so waves. just saying like just hanging in or just like piecing out like are you even you said escapism is this like a physical escape or this like more like a like a mid, like a soul escape like you're just where, ch- clocking out you're checking out sometimes when i don't like the way things are going i'll just abandon it i'm real quick mm-hmm. to like walk away from a lot of things same same yeah. i've walked away from a lot of relationships that uh-huh. could have been great uh-huh and but don't you think that's gotten you uh to where you are now absolutely i i landed on all fours which was just a miracle to me yeah but as far as like mental illness goes i do suffer from like depression you're just getting waves and waves of depression Mm -hmm. where you're just driving and then you have to pull over and you're like this feels horrible your chest tightens up you have to breathe i have to call my sponsor i have to just talk myself off that ledge and get back on the road yeah because it comes out of nowhere it's like a ton of bricks and the best thing i could do is just pull over and, and talk to someone and if I got to cry it out, they cry it out. But yeah, that, that's Fucking, yeah, probably the two cry things that I really deal with. Escapism, depression, everything else has been, uh, for the most part, weeded out through the program. <laughs> and I've been able to rough up everything and like do a lot of self-discovery, find out the things that I didn't know that I didn't know. And then you're like, oh, that, oh, that is a trigger to that thing. That's just been lying underneath all, of, all that fancy wiring. You know, so I have to figure it out. What do you, um, do you, both of all, do you think that um, people would get depressed if they got their way all the time? Oh, that's an interesting question. I mean, there's a cool Twilight Zone episode about that, about a guy who dies, he thinks he goes to heaven, and he wins every card game. He, all the pretty girls want to go home with him. Everywhere he goes, it's just coming up aces, and then he realizes he didn't go to heaven, he went to hell, because there's no risk. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. it, it makes it worth. Yeah, it's the best moments are the, when you conquer something. When you yeah. conquer, when you get when you get through a, a rough patch a or a lot of work yeah. as a journey. Humans are hardwired for for struggle. We really are. Yeah, and our We're brain animals. our brains yeah. are an autonomous mechanical object, and it's really hard to sometimes yeah. get a grip on it. Yeah. When we ignore yeah. our primal wants and needs, we become very depressed too. Yeah. How do you, how do you, what's your relationship with your higher power like? Um, my higher power is like when I, like after I meditate, 
like I'll go deep and I'll like you know I'll I'll talk to God and I my relationship with God is like my soul you mm-hmm. know or like a like a higher power like sometimes I'll I'll, I'll like give it up for gravity I'll give it up for like give it know, up for gravity give it up I'll give it up for such as a force that is greater than me mm-hmm. but usually usually it's I go very deeply internal mm-hmm. so like and I find it amazing after I get done meditating because my mind is so still mm-hmm. uh, with TM you just you just keep going into these layers of like stillness and then so like I get done meditating and my mind is quiet okay and it's dark and then <clears throat> I can start like I'll like start talking mm-hmm. in my mind I'll be like I'll be like so like uh yeah, I'll start like asking myself questions and then like, you know, I'll have a much clearer like understanding of, of how they should be answered. Mm-hmm. And the other day, like, you know, like I, for example, like I went really deep into meditation and like, I was like, I kind of stumbled upon like my temple. Okay. And so like, I saw like my temple and it was like in the woods and what I noticed about it was, okay. So there was two doors, both ajar and the, my temple was not, fortified like it should have been and there was like a little like thing like a person or like a god or maybe myself in the corner kind of like cloaked and like kind of huddling kind of like huddled over which i think was like my god and i i think that like right now it's suffering both doors to my temple are open it's not well fortified or protected so like i came out of it and i was like oh okay like how am i supposed to be happy if like the God inside me is like that, mm-hmm. you know, is prone to attack, is prone to cold, is prone to living in, you know, derelict conditions. So, like, I think that is like when you say like God, or it's mainly like you're in for me, it's it's like an internal, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like kind of like your soul, yeah, you know, it's your soul and. Or just any, yeah, anything that is greater than you or, I guess. Is that? Yeah. Well, it's one thing you want to give away on this podcast. It's to somebody just like you. Uh, say that again? What's one thing you'd want to give away on this podcast to somebody just like you? Uh, like a physical thing or no, like a redhead? Like a thing. Like a, what do you want to give away? Like what message do you want to um, spread? You know, I think the the uh, age-old message of like you know you're not alone and your thoughts and feelings and talking to people helps makes you makes you feel better and um yeah like if if you ever are questioning what it is that you're doing and it's not making you happy it's not too late to uh you know go out and do something that's daring do something that is uh that can really complement your soul as a person to make you happy and complete Nice. Awesome. Thank you so much, Graham. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. That Yay. was awesome. Dude, Where can thanks. people find you? Um, you can find me on my Instagram page at Graham Dolph. Spell that out. Uh, G-R-A-M-D-O-L-F. I'm not really active on Twitter. I, I buy, like, Instagram. It's yeah. fun for me. I'm not, I don't do Facebook much. Or you can just write me, like, a snail mail. Yeah. Straight up a postcard. What's your address? Um, <laughs> P.O. Box, please don't say that. P.O. Box, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just like Instagram, like send me, you know, send me a DM. Slide them DM. Slide a DM, you know, and um, yeah, that's, that's me. You can just, just don't if slide. You see me, if you see me on the streets, say hello and 
you know, we'll have a conversation. Selling crystals or vision boards. Right. If you sell me those, I will lose it. And Alex, where do people find you? I'm on Dapper Duong on all platforms. Nice. And you can find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at AnnaValenzuela.com. Please listen to my other podcast, Brouhaha, on the Unpops Network. Shout out to Brouhaha. The ladies over there. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, guys. Um, Hey, uh, Graham, if nobody's told you this today, we love you. Oh, I love you guys, too. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And Alex, if nobody's told you this today, we love you. And if you're listening this today and nobody said (laughs) we love you. Bye. Love you guys. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.